0: Welcome to Quills and Cloaks, a writing and fandom podcast, delving into the world of fandom discussions, author writing tips, and of course, all things Harry Potter. I'm Christy J. Whitney, and I will be your host and your professor. So unroll those parchments because class is in session. Hello everyone, and you are listening to episode five today. I can't believe I'm already five episodes into this podcast, and honestly, I am having an absolute blast answering those great questions that you provide to me about writing and fandoms. And thank you for coming along this journey with me. So, today, I am answering one of my most popular questions in relation to the Harry Potter fandom. It is the question Do I think the character of Snape is a hero or a villain? or something in between. Now, there is constant debate about this character, and that's honestly why I love him so much. Characters who are just one simple thing are quite honestly boring. There's no depth, there's no complication, and while we need those archetypical golden heroes in stories, as well as needing the diabolical bad guy, I believe the characters who fall somewhere in the middle are far more human and relatable. So I'm often asked, what do I think about Snape? And while I don't try and glamorize him or excuse his mistakes or actions, because there were many, I'm also a big defender of his good actions and of the change that I fully believe occurred inside of him over the long years between becoming a Death Eater and ultimately giving his life to save the wizarding world. Some people argue that One good action, a.k.a. dying for the cause, does not make up for the bad things that he did. But was it really only that one action that he performed? Based on the books, we clearly see that his death was not the only good act he performed. He has a record of years of actions on the side of the light. Now others argue that he only did what he did for selfish reasons, therefore it doesn't count towards his goodness. And while I do believe that that was the start of his journey, that acting out out of selfish hurt and longing, I don't believe it stopped with that. There are countless acts he performed for the Light over the years that had nothing to do with the initial decision to defect from the Death Eaters to protect Lily. She was dead. His obligation to her transferred to her son, yes, but there were many things that he did that went far beyond keeping Harry safe. And yes, I point out to my literary classes that those are facts from the books. So for me, again, we are all entitled to our opinions on this character, and a lot of us feel really strongly about them, and that's simply proof of a well-written character. This is simply my take on Snape and where I believe he falls in the literary lineup. So let's start with the villain character. Many people call Snape a villain, the bad guy of the story, and that's a popular view with, frankly, a lot of evidence to back it up. But let's look at the literary definitions of a villain. So a villain is the bad guy, the one who comes up with diabolical plots to somehow cause harm or ruin. It's one of the archetypal characters in many stories. The villain may truly believe that he or she is helping society, but causes harm in the process. Villains are an important component of any work of literature. I mean, without the villain, we don't get to see how good the hero is, We wouldn't understand the dangers and conflict a community or person is facing. We wouldn't have someone to hate. We wouldn't have someone to blame. The villain is basically the foil of the hero. Everything evil that they do serves to highlight the goodness of the hero. It makes the hero's traits stand out, and it makes the hero's goodness stand out in the story. So, for Snape, does he have diabolical plots that cause harm and ruin? Did he make some terrible choices that had awful or lasting consequences? Between the two, I believe it was the second. Does he believe he's helping society but causing harm instead? Does he or serve as a foil to our hero, Harry, placed there to highlight how good Harry is up against how bad he is? I don't really think so. Or is he there to make someone or have someone to blame or hate for all the problems in the story? not particularly does he make harrow's hero traits stand out i don't think so either i think if anything snape brings out out the worst in harry potter it doesn't highlight his good traits so if those are the characteristics of a villain i don't really think that professor snape fits into that category so if not let's move on to the definition of a hero in a literary work so the hero is our major character in the narrative If you're talking about the classic, the classical sense of a hero, they are not only involved in dangerous activities or adventures or wars, but they also demonstrate unparalleled acts of bravery and of courage. They possess mental faculties and physical abilities. They usually have a very long narrative that takes us from the beginning to the end, which generally results in either a victory or ultimately their demise. However, The modern hero also plays a really complicated role in showing us mental dilemmas, uh, bringing out complex psychological issues that all human beings face. The character of a hero in a literary piece of fiction is unified in its action or his action. And the hero is considered a central figure of this narrative. And even if the hero is not visible in all the aspects of the story, Everything revolves around them. Now, is Snape a central character in Harry Potter? No. Does he show feats and exploits of courage and bravery? Absolutely. Does he have a long narrative that ultimately takes him to either his victory or his death? Definitely. Is he complex? Does he face moral dilemmas? Does he bring out complex psychological issues that all human beings come against? I think so. So if looking at a classical literary definition of a hero between the two, I think Snape sides on the side of heroes. So he's not exactly what we would call the classic stereotypical hero. He is not this larger than life, can do no wrong, fight for what's right, Captain America style hero. So if he doesn't fall into that, what kind of hero is he? Well, I feel that Snape fits into two major types of hero. One is the tragic hero, and the other is what we call the Byronic hero. And these are two of my favorite hero tropes in all of literature. Now let's look at the tragic hero. This is something that I often think of when I teach Shakespeare in my theater classes. This is that great protagonist of a story that has some great flaw or defect inside of him that ultimately brings about his downfall or her downfall. Aristotle, who we know was a grandfather of Greek tragedy, he described the tragic hero as that person who has to invoke a sense of pity and fear in the audience a man or woman of misfortune that comes to an error of judgment. And this downfall because of this error in judgment invokes feelings of pity and fear. Now, I can see much of this in Snape, especially when it talks about or we talk about what happened with his decision to join the Death Eaters and how ultimately Lily Potter lost her life. And we see this this downfall that comes as a result of Basically, his errors and judgments, his mistakes, is making very poor choices. But even still, I don't qualify Snape as a tragic hero overall. I think, and this is something that I tell all my literature classes, I think he fits rather quite nicely into a particular type of hero, a dark hero, called the Byronic hero. There are lots of characters in movie and literature that fit into this Byronic hero character. I often point out Batman because a lot of my students understand what that means to be a dark hero. Someone who might be morally gray at times, but ultimately is fighting for good and has his own reasons for doing that. So what is a Byronic hero? For those that don't know... Simply, a Byronic hero is named after Lord Byron, who wrote uh, a very long poem uh, with a hero called Child Harold. And this is a romanticized view of the poet himself, which is why it has the namesake Byronic Hero. So it's different than a Romantic hero in that a Byronic hero is very complex usually working against the normal grains of society he is often and i say he because most of the time a byronic hero in literature is a male character not always but the majority of the time so i will refer to the hero as a male in the traditional sense so usually this byronic hero is psychologically damaged in one way and even when he is doing things for good He's often acting in a brooding sort of dark nature. He's a tortured soul. He has a lot of inner turmoil that uh, he can't get past. He's extremely emotional, uh, at oftentimes hiding these emotions, and he has deep scars that are just too complicated and too profound for normal people to fully understand him. So. Again, traditionally, a lot of female readers naturally love this kind of dark, tortured character who at their core is deeply emotional and deeply hurt. And there's a vulnerability there that they hide uh, from the world. And this draws a lot of female readership to this traditional male Byronic hero. But it's more than just that they've got this damaged psyche. Usually they're very handsome. Now, I don't qualify Snape as handsome. In fact, in the books, he is definitely described as anything but. However, when Alan Rickman took on the role, it definitely added a new sort of level to the character of Snape and many that find him uh, an incredibly handsome actor. But I also think that just the way Professor Snape acts is, is sort of a charismatic, you're, you're sort of drawn to this character, even if physically on the surface, he is not what we would call handsome. So he might not meet the traditional standards of beauty, but he has a charisma that just attracts people to him. And sometimes he's fickle. Sometimes he can be cruel, uh, despite that wounded soul. And he's always described it as, as a dangerous person to love or to get to know. A Byronic hero is very intelligent, very manipulative, very cunning, can have arrogance about him, and sometimes can almost be seen as bipolar in his extreme emotions, which can go from anger to outburst to, uh, to the other extreme of emotions. Very passionate, especially to those who love him, and it fuels a lot of his actions. Everything in a Byronic hero's world is gray, And he pushes against the codes of society to defend, to avenge, to rescue, even when all the odds are against him. Almost a modern cowboy character and definitely a lot of gothic heroes. I think of Heathcliff from Wuthering Heights definitely fit this mold. So when you look at examples of modern and classic literary heroes, you will often find the character of Snape listed as a Byronic hero. Now, here are the traits that I've talked about. Um, The charisma, sophistication, intelligence, emotional sensitivity that often becomes moodiness. They are dark, brooding. They dwell on the pains and injustices of life. They can be overindulgent. They muse uh, psychologically on their personal failings. They can become jaded, cynical, and it's usually due to something tragic and terrible that has happened in their past. And if you get down and can uncover what has gone on in that character's past, you're usually going to see that they suffered some great and significant loss or they, they performed a crime or made a terrible mistake which continues to haunt them. Is that starting to ring a bell as far as Snape goes? I think so. Passionate, strong beliefs, conflicted, sees uh, his values and his moral code as being more important than others. And they are going to do whatever it takes to make things right according to their morality, which can give them a sort of arrogance or even a martyr-like characteristic. They have an intense drive, uh, an, an intense devotion to live out their life code, without regard to other people's, and often results in a tragic end. And when they do fail in the end, there's usually a revolution. Sometimes they succeed in the end, but at the end of their time and their story, there's usually some revolution behind it. They often rebel against the rules and values of the society, and often that makes them socially isolated, rejected, or even an exile. In a lot of gothic literature, vampires are often presented as this type of character as a way to romanticize them. And we also see this, as I said, in modern characters such as Batman, who of course is called the Dark Knight. And, you know, as a Byronic hero, which is very difficult for from a, a tragic hero or that classic hero, a Byronic hero is is one who does fight for the good, despite their lack of Obvious heroic intent or um, seemingly gray moralistic goals. At the end of the day, they are on the side of good. They are a hero fighting for the good, but it is often shrouded in all this other darkness and sort of gray, wounded, um, desperate, deep hurt in their soul. But they are, again, a hero character. And I think you know, looking at all these different versions of villains versus heroes, that this is the one that most accurately describes Snape. And this is the one that I often use as an example of a Byronic hero in my British literature classes is that he does tick off most of these boxes. And it is a reminder that a Byronic hero does not have to fit every single characteristic given to that archetypal trait or trope but I think that Snape fits most of them. So there you have it. Whether you love Snape or you hate him, whether you see him as the hero or the bad guy, I think most Harry Potter fans can agree that he's a character that invokes strong emotions and strong feelings inside all of us. And he's a character that has left a lasting impression on the modern literary world. That is Snape, and that is a small part of why he's my favorite character in the entire Harry Potter series. Now, next week, I am excited to segue off of this into a new segment on two of my favorite Snape-related Harry Potter fan creations. The fan film, Severus Snape and the Marauders by Broadstrokes Productions, and the sequel to the story, the radio drama, The Great Wizarding War. I hope you'll join me for that and for some special guests who will be greatly adding to this new podcast. Thank you for listening today. Now dry those ink spots on your parchment and collect your spell books because class is dismissed.